0: So hi, welcome to another episode of Drugs and Coffee. Um, Today it's just me and Joanne and we decided to just have a little session where we would talk about um, things that we find interesting, um, either in the news or just by searching um, the internet. And uh, we did come up with two topics, two very interesting topics. Before that, um, please go and subscribe to our channel. Uh, a lot of you are watching but not many of you have subscribed so far we are new but um, please follow us um, we're kind of cute so you, you know that's fine yeah and uh, uh, today what uh, we have two topics Joanne found um, a very interesting topic uh, about mm-hmm. antiphospholipid uh, syndrome syndrome uh, mm-hmm. which um, I found very fascinating and uh, I ran into um, topic of blindness and schizophrenia Uh, apparently um, if you were born blind you are actually protected from schizophrenia so there you go so we're gonna start with Joanne and uh, mm -hmm. she has a very interesting topic for us all
1: right let's get to it so today what I did was I looked up a little bit about antiphospholipid syndrome the topic came came about uh, in an interesting way Um, First of all, a lot of women suffer from recurrent miscarriages. That's what led to that and I have a couple friends, couple co-workers who have suffered from that and um, so this uh, syndrome may point you in the direction to helping you solve your problem. Um, Of course you need a professional diagnosis and we're not here to say that but it's just an interesting topic and so here goes. So. Here it goes. So, if you suffer from a lot of, you know, clots, uh, you know, thrombosis, you know, prematurely, that is, prior to uh, an elderly age, or if you suffered from um, recurrent miscarriages, um, this syndrome may be the cause of it. And what they discovered, I believe it was in the 80s, they discovered that a lot of people suffered from high uh antiphospholipid markers in their blood tests coupled with uh, clinical manifestations so they would suffer in addition to that they would suffer um, high numbers of miscarriages they would suffer from like premature um um, heart attacks and clots in in different parts of their body like um, venous, uh, deep vein thrombosis, so Mm -hmm. clots DVTs, as well as um, clots in their lungs and um, coupled with these clots they would have high antiphospholipid markers now these are just uh three different markers that can occur in the blood there's anti-cardiolipin they could find that um antibody they could find the lupus antibody anticoagulant marker as well as the anti-beta-2 glycoprotein antibody so what these antibodies are Mm -hmm. are um, basically they are antiphospholipid uh, Marker. So, what's a what's a phospholipid? So, your cells are made up of a phospholipid bilayer. Okay. Okay. And at some point in your life, when you are exposed to say bacteria or uh, certain viruses, you can form anti-phospholipid markers.
0: Antibodies. Antibodies. So, Correct. antibodies that actually attack your own cells. So it's right. autoimmune. I did neglect to say that it is an autoimmune, autoimmune disease. Immune. So these antibodies that form, they will go mm-hmm. back and attack these, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, that's okay. correct. That's
1: correct. So it can happen in healthy individuals. So you would have these high lab markers for these antibodies, okay, that have formed because of your exposure to certain viruses or bacteria. So having just the lab markers is not sufficient to diagnose you know antiphospholipid syndrome. right
0: so, what, so how do they um, so just having um, or, you know uh, one miscarriage would not um, mean that you have this syndrome, right? Not necessarily
1: one miscarriage. Okay. Uh, they they typically it depends on how late the miscarriage is. If it is between, um, if it's anything under uh, ten weeks, uh-huh. you would have to have possibly three miscarriages in order to diagnose that. In addition to having a clin- a lab marker like a high mm-hmm. um, anti phospholipid antibody. So if you have so say so if one you one ha- miscarriage yes that's what that is they they. That is not the criteria for that. If you've had one mis- miscarriage and it's a late, it's post 10 weeks, mm-hmm. then that coupled with one lab marker would lead to that diagnosis. So, then,
0: so if you have one miscarriage, mm-hmm post 10 weeks yes right and one of these um, huh. lab markers mm-hmm. uh, then you consider to have the antiphospholipid syndrome syndrome correct okay. and then you get the treatment that yes. will prevent you from having an episode right yes now if it's before 10 weeks, mm-hmm. is that? If it's before 10 weeks, um,
1: if you've had um, a different clinical manifestation, if you've had some sort of clot, mm-hmm. okay, and they and they determine like you had a blood clot in your leg, okay, mm-hmm. that would serve as a clinical marker. That in combination with a high lab marker would right. lead you to, lead them to, on the diagnosis towards um, antiphospholipid syndrome. I mean, we can put a link so they can look up uh, specifically. Right. Okay. Yeah. We are not doctors. We are just trying to pique interest in this subject. Matter. No, it's very interesting
0: because um, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people out there sure. that are not diagnosed, they could be diagnosed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prevent future mm-hmm. miscarriages. Absolutely, right? because really the treatment, the way you explained it the to me, the cornerstone
1: for treatment is to give them something that will stop the clotting. You know, mm-hmm.
0: because the syndrome puts you at the risk of clotting. Of
1: because yeah, so they want to keep them the the, um, the fetus healthy and of course the mother healthy, so you don't want the thecolo so you'd take anti-thrombotic therapy mm-hmm. or um so in some cases, you would take um, imm- imm- immuno, uh,
0: modulators Right. To de- yeah, de- like IVIG. That's correct. And and that's and correct. cyclophosphamide That's correct. Yeah, they will suppress it. Yeah. I mean, those are probably mm-hmm. the extreme forms. Absolutely. Of the- Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, it's an interesting topic. It's yeah. inter-
1: interesting. It's worth if looking you, into. It yeah. is, especially if you have all, it. Is, there's also a genetic component to it. I haven't read a lot about that. Mm-hmm. But um, go we can put some links up there for you to look into that there is a gen- genetic component to that so just pay attention to your family history it's really important if you've heard you know your mother had that or she let you know about that it's worth looking into if you are of reproductive age and it's certainly if you want to get pregnant yeah
0: so Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, so my topic, um, as I said, it has to do, has to do with blindness and um, schizophrenia. And I, I was just reading; um, it was like Vice News. It was mm-hmm. a, a very good article, kind of covering this topic. And uh, it picked my interest because he just said, kind of posed the question: Does mm-hmm. uh, congenital blindness meaning? People who are blind from birth mm-hmm. are protected from schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of digging deeper a little bit into it, I uh, found that um, apparently that this has been kind of a mystery for past 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, there are several studies where people were essentially digging through data. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman in Australia that kind of went through uh, half a million records of, of, of uh, kids born uh, blind and um they just couldn't find anybody hmm. okay mm-hmm. so that kind of picked interest uh long story short um essentially what it comes down to is that uh, schizophrenia by itself mm-hmm. so that's hallucination hearing voices seeing you know images they're not there um is it's it's not that it's uh, clearly it's connected to your brain but it's also connected to the visual and the hearing Mm -hmm. and just generally your senses Mm -hmm. okay because Mm -hmm. uh the easiest way to explain it is that your brain is constantly trying to predict Mm -hmm. what's going to happen okay Mm -hmm. so it's using the past experiences to create the future in your brain, mm-hmm. right, and then your vision mm-hmm. or all your other senses are recording what's happening currently and sending that sending that signal to the brain, mm-hmm. and that the brain is actually uh, correcting its prediction mm-hmm. constantly. So mm-hmm. it's constantly like, okay, I'm predicting, oh, it's wrong, but this is what's happening. It's learning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's this ability of the brain to quickly process these predictions and fix them mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. So now, um, uh, if you're congenitally blind, you, first of all, you don't have any prior experiences visual, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, um, you are not really... Um, you're able to focus... Your brain is automatically using resources to focus on other senses, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. Um, and you essentially... Mm-hmm. Um, what so you become extra good in, in all these other senses mm-hmm. schizophrenics are essentially opposite of congenital blind people mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um they usually have visual problems mm-hmm. okay so when they're very young they usually have trouble with their vision they are there um so they might be um kind of stumbling like they're not seeing right you perception of depth and mm-hmm. things like that um so they're opposite of the of the congenital blind Mm -hmm. uh, which essentially creates this um, lack of the ability to fix these predictions okay they're not able to so they're predicting Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. as best as they can but they can't fix the prediction because their vision is not as great Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. Uh, and that creates this disconnect in the brain of schizophrenic. Let's okay. See. Also with the hearing, um, mm-hmm. is another thing. Um, Uh, congenital blind people are very good with hearing which is normal because they need to use other senses to um, they hear pitch better they hear they can orient the sound Mm -hmm. okay where Mm -hmm. they're looking Mm -hmm. and also um, the the schizophrenics are kind of opposite of that they Mm -hmm. can't so they can't they're very not they're not good in locating um, where the sound is coming from Mm -hmm. Uh, they have trouble kind of hearing as well so all these things kind of piled up together Mm -hmm. um show us that really schizophrenia by itself is really not isolated to say a particular part of the brain it has to do with with senses right Mm -hmm. and also they're going to um touch and sensory you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. as well um Generally, the blind people are more in, uh, in tune with their, you know, senses with touching with mm-hmm. touch, mm-hmm. which is normal. Again, they mm-hmm. try they try to uh, orient themselves. So um, yeah, yeah, I listened. Yeah, just to tag along. Uh, mm-hmm. What you're
1: saying is, I listened to a TED Talk recently that mm-hmm. really highlighted uh, hallucinations as being, you know. Senses that we, have, like you said, we develop over time, All right? Especially, you know, and and um, your your auditory, your sense of hearing. And in this case, he was really talking about your, your sight. Mm-hmm. So uh, he there was this uh, neurologist who walked into a doctor's, I mean, into a, his patient's office, I mean, <laughs> nursing home, excuse me. And she suffered from b- blindness. Now, and she complained to the nursing aides that she was seeing a particular image. Right. She was seeing all the time Kermit the Frog. Now, this differed greatly from schizophrenia.
0: Now, that's called... Mm-hmm. There's a name for that. Oh, what is that called? It's called uh, Charles Bonnet Syndrome. Yes, that is Charles exactly what Charles Bonnet Syndrome is it. interesting uh-huh. because it, uh, so people that lose sight mm-hmm. later in life... That's right. Okay. Uh, they tend to manufacture hallucinations. That's right. I mean, they have hallucinations, right. but it's really their brain, again, trying to do the same thing, you know? Well, it's... Mm-hmm. But it's not... schizophrenia. It's
1: not schizophrenia, because these, uh, these um, uh, visual hallucinations were not connected to her personally mm-hmm. and that's what really defined the difference between you know being schizophrenic being schizophrenic and having these hallucinations so my question is uh well, let me just jump forward a little bit at the end of his talk he revealed that he himself was going blind uh-huh. and yes he had hallucinations uh-huh. and he had this hallucinations of he saw triangles and shapes and he was a neurologist he was very aware of what was happening so something happens to us so what opened my eyes is we as a population should not be uh, afraid of some of the things that may happen to us when we lose one or more of those senses. Yeah. We really shouldn't we should report it more so that it becomes not it, it, not, not that we normalize it, it, that, that we understand that it's happening we yeah, report it, it so at that least you know why it's so happening. that you you understand why it's right. happening so that you're not you're not afraid and you're not alone. In
0: exactly. I mean so. this whole topic is very it's fascinating to mm-hmm. me. I mean mm-hmm. so much into it. I mean mm-hmm. just to mention I mean, how complicated it is. For example, if you're born uh, blind and deaf mm-hmm. you don't you don't get the same quote-unquote protection from schizophrenia Interesting. right yeah. um why I don't know yeah. um, but that's that's what they found and um, also there's two types of um, uh, people that uh, are they're born blind congenital blindness mm-hmm. or peripheral blindness Congenital blindness has more to do with um, I mean cortical blindness cortical. so congenital blindness can be split into cortical blindness and peripheral blindness so cortical blindness has to do more with uh, the ability of the brain to process vision uh-huh. uh, peripheral blindness is more of a f- kind of physical um, problem with the eye okay uh-huh. and then so cortical blindness with the one that's connected to the brain um, kind of falls people fall into more into that category with protection with schizophrenia mm peripheral I think they've had some cases of people Mm -hmm. with peripheral blindness having schizophrenia interesting Um, But it's again. It's still ongoing people doing research. They're trying to figure out how this is You know how that our brain is working. I mean, that's Fascinating to me. It's an interesting world we live in. Yes. Yes. So go out out there and read um, And call us um, with your feedback if if we said something that's wrong, which is very possible Mm -hmm. um put a comment down there um send us an email um and we next episode we'll address that and um so that's it for us thank you thanks